Today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we are talking about female rivalry. You know, like cat fights. Duking it out. Or maybe not. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. Listen. It's Listen. going to be good. It's going to be really good. Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Karina Hoyer. And I'm Kirsten Barron. And we're here to talk to you about women and work because what do we want we want ease yeah we want meaning that's, that's and right we want joy that is right want to mainline that that is some eight good, hours a day some good <laughs> stuff so that's what we do on this podcast we try to bring those things straight to your ears and we are talking to you from the traditional lands of lummy nation and the nooksack is it nooksack nation nooksack tribe I think it's an exact tribe. I think it is. Um, and we are thankful to be here. So today, Kirsten, we are talking yes. about a subject. Karina. That <laughs> I am so flippin' excited to dig into. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. can't believe we've actually never talked about it before. Well, I think we've never talked about female rivalry because, A, there's so many other juicy topics to talk about. And, B, I'm, I, I don't know if I was ready for it yet. Oh, I interesting. Don't know why. And so I'm really excited for that. But I also want to say to our listener, you you mentioned something when we were having coffee prepping for the show mm -hmm. that I think is worthy enough to mention again about changing our minds. I think it also, for me anyway, was part of the evolution of this episode mm -hmm. through research and kind of figuring out what we wanted to talk about. So I was I was telling Karina that I was having dinner with my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law. And I don't have to go into the whole big conversation about why. But I was as I was talking, I realized, oh, my gosh, in order to grow, to change, to be resilient, to do all of the things, I was like, you have to be willing to change your mind. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to posit this to listeners. Mm -hmm. It's not about just getting new information. Okay, that's something can get new information. Right, being that, like, curious. Gives you a better picture of things. Yeah. But I really think there's something really important about being willing to change your mind. Yeah. About something. And what is important about it? That you I just think that in order to grow, yeah. Right? In order to figure something out, in order to be resilient in the face of difficulty, I just really have this, I've just decided you must be willing to change your mind. Could you say that in order to have ease, meaning, and joy, you've you got to be, be able to change your you mind. You need to be willing to change your mind. And like even this episode changed my mind. That I will agree. So back to what I just said a minute ago, I think I didn't want to do this subject because I'm like, ugh, female rivalry. It's just going to be negative. It's going to be negative. And I, and I know. There's nothing positive in that. Right. And I just, oh God, I just don't really want to talk about it because it's, it casts women in this really negative light. And I don't want to do that. What's crazy to me is that in doing the, all of the reading, which frankly was, I, I don't get into rabbit holes. I know you really were like eating it up, sending me stuff on text, like read this, read that, read this, read that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was just in, it, it was really interesting to me to realize that it's very complex. This notion of female rivalry in the workplace or in general is very complex and questionable. Yes, questionable. Questionable. And I also think one of the reasons that we never 
talked about. I mean, despite, you know, our our willingness to dive into things we don't know anything about, <laughs> I feel like for me, female rivalry is something I've not really experienced. Uh-huh. I've really thought about this. Have I ever experienced? Certainly not at work. Of course, when I was in middle school, maybe even in high school, maybe even in my 20s. I mean, I know that I've experienced it in those periods of like developmental periods. Sure. But I do not think I have experienced it at work. And I've always looked at female rivalry as something like what I call it as people having drama. Yeah. And when I say they're in drama, what I mean is their actions, interactions, experiences are just not well managed. Yeah. Right. So they're creating this drama. So it's not healthy competition. That's not what we're talking about. Right. It's talking shit behind somebody's back. It's um, it's dysfunctional competition. Yeah. Which I also see as kind of the individual's inability to just to just manage their shit. And you're saying as a professional woman, you've not experienced I that. I just really haven't. Yeah. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to some degree, a very small degree, and I think it was earlier in my career, but this notion of whether or not it even exists, mm-hmm. I did not realize that that, that was going to be one of the things that we talk about. And mm-hmm. that, and, and, and so. Right. There's this, there's this story. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. That women are catty and mean yep and we hold each other back yep and that prevents us from achieving success in the workplace that's right so it messages to us as women that your lack of success is your fault yeah because you're catty and mean yeah and you're holding each other back right okay just saying yeah and in fact i will add Sometimes I talk to Barry about the issues that are going on. You know, I talk to to Barry about um, the patriarchy and the things that you and I are exploring. And he will be very quick to point out to me that women are mean to women, too. It is it is something it is a narrative that people and men love to perpetuate, which we are going to talk about more. Mm -hmm. But uh, incidentally, what you were just saying, whether or not female rival rivalry is really a thing. And again, it's that negative, it's not healthy competition. It's just that shitty behavior to other women. Whether or not it's a thing has been studied at at great length. At great length. Much to my delight. Much to our surprise and delight. Yes. Um, In fact, there was a meta study, which... Well, a meta study review. Review. A review of a bunch of studies. Which I thought was called a meta study. I think it's a... Whatever. Meta review. Regardless, I I liked it. Just saying. I loved it. It was called Caddy Bitchy Queen Bee or Sister, a review. Okay, that or the title will answer that for us. Of competition (laughs) (laughs) among women in organizations from a paradoxical coopetition perspective. Okay. That's a great title. In the Journal of Organizational Behavior. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what they did was really examine this like very conflicting research. I mean, this topic and concluded that there's conflicting research, Mm -hmm. that studies have been inadequate, and that we really can't reach a conclusion about whether or not this happens or not, which is counter to everything we hear as women. Yes. We are told as women, of course, you're bitchy to each other. Of mm-hmm. course, you're catty. Of mm-hmm. course, there can only be one. So do you want to talk about this review? Yeah, I'll definitely. I mean, it's a it, it's big. It's long. It was heavy. It was weighty. It was weighty. It's a tome. <laughs> um, so 
what they start what what these folks who have reviewed all of these other studies say is that there's really two opposing perspectives that govern our beliefs mm-hmm. about our behavior, mm-hmm. women's behavior towards one another in the workplace. And there's this kind of belief that women compete, compare, undermine, and undercut one another. Yep. It's the prevailing notion of how we interact. And rather, it's exceptional mm-hmm. when we cooperate yeah. and collaborate versus usual. Yes. So this is all of the stuff that we hear, like the books, Mean Girls at Work, Working with Bitches, Women's Inhumanity to Women, and The Stiletto in Your Back. All of these are books that have been written about female rivalry, which again is this negative competition. Sure. Right? And speaking of books, this narrative sells books, this narrative sells newspapers, mm-hmm. this narrative sells it movies. It catches our attention. It catches our attention, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. Which is just like, watch for it. That's the that's the word that you never heard before that you're going to start seeing everywhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So what's the other view? Okay. So the other view is, of course, that women are cooperative with each other. Right? Yeah. And it's like there's a, you hear these things. Madeline Albright, there's a special place in hell for women who do not help other women. Mm-hmm. You've heard that saying over and over again, real queens fix each other's crowns. Which I love. Right? Don't es- underestimate the power of women supporting each other at work. So there's this other story of our ability to be collaborative, supportive, to have friendship. And that is reflected in the research in this review article. So as you can see, some studies say it's a shit show out there. Yeah. And other studies say, "Mm, no, it's really not. No. These two competing expectations, Mm -hmm. these two competing narratives, really set women up. We have to grapple with being one or the other of these. And I also think that it casts a bad light on competition. Yeah. Right? So if you are in the workplace, which is a place where we're expected to like perform well and do better and and be competitive like in a healthy way, right? Yeah. To improve yourself. And it's a, you know, we a lot of us care about promotions. We care about influence. We care about all of that stuff. Right. And how does that exist in juxtaposition to these social expectations around us about our kindness, our collaboration, our ability to be to to lift up other people and help other people. So we're in a workplace. Yeah. And you know, my I just want to say this, call this out right now. Yes to all of it. Like yes to being um cooperatively, yes to being cooperative and to helping each other and yes to doing your best and yes to competing, going for the promotion and yes to learning the new thing. Yes. So I'm just like, yes to all of it. Yes to all of it. But what happens to women Mm -hmm. is that once they compete with one another at work, they're shattering this expectation for solidarity Mm -hmm. among women. And so you're viewed negatively for Which violating one of the one of the studies pointed out that women are reluctant to compete because it does shatter right. this um, expectation that you always be collaborative. You don't want to go for that promotion if your coworker's going for it. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so um, and so it's it's a setup. So and this then is- when you go for the promotion and you don't lift up your friend, you are the person who is seen negatively for behavior that if exhibited in men 
would not be seen that way. It's okay for men to go for the promotion over their coworker. That's right. It's not okay for women to go for the promotion over their coworker. That's right. In fact, there was a study. Oh my gosh. I just, I feel like we're just like, bang, bang, bang. Cause I'm just so jazzed up about this, <laughs> but this is exactly it. At the beginning of the show, I was thinking when we started planning for this, I was like, Oh, here we go. We're really going to talk about bitchy. Those bitch, those mean girls. We're just going to talk about mean girls. And what I'm realizing, I, realizing is no, we're just talking about more freaking bias. Yes. The system is biased because these expectations we're putting, pushing against, don't forget, these are about our identity in the workplace. Yeah. How are you perceived and seen and identified in the workplace as a woman? Yeah. And how do we get to a place where, as a woman, we can compete? We can go for a promotion over our coworker. We can take a project that we're really excited about and really want to do, as opposed to saying, well, oh, why don't you do it, friend? You know? Right. Not that we don't do those things, too. Right. But can there be a world in which we can do all of those things? without being negatively judged or put into a little box or pigeonhole. And it's not even, yes, 100%, 1,000%. And it, but it's not even com- competition like going for the promotion or the project. It's even just how we communicate with one another. Sheryl Sandberg, in, oh, a, yes. in an article yep. with Adam Grant, writes, women aren't any meaner to women than men are to men. We're just expected to be nicer. Yes. This and the stereotype. So I'm talking about just even normal behavior. If I am frank with you, mm-hmm. if I am direct, direct with you mm-hmm. um, and at, at another woman, then I'm seen as bitchy. Mm-hmm. Whereas if a man talks to another man like that, that's just fine. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's not just competing for a project. It's just even basic behavior. And so. And there was a study, right, that even articulates this. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like people were asked to observe certain behavior. Oh, they, were, they read. They, right? Yes. They read interactions of an argument or an interaction between two men, two women, and then a man and a woman. And it, it was the same. Exact words. Yep. And when the when the they read that the and when they thought it was two men talking it was just fine and when they thought it was two women talking, they were being mean. Mm-hmm. It, it was so again. This this we're not making this shit up. Yep, and there's also this kind of I think there's this thing about there that that powerful women are scary. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That they don't help other women. That instead of like. Um, being available to like open a door that actually she will cut you off. Yeah. Is right? that called queen bee? The it's queen the bee. queen bee syndrome. And like, you know, you hear sometimes there's this, you know, and I've in reading all this f- female rivalry stuff, seen it over and over again. Women who say it hurts me to say this, but the worst boss I've ever had was a woman. Yeah. And what I want to say to that is I, how could, I mean, okay, maybe, Sure. I'm sure there are terrible women bosses out yeah. there, but I just want, I just was, I just thought to myself, hmm, I wonder what her expectations were. Yeah. What are your expectations? Is she supposed to like bake your cookies? Right. You know, I just wonder. Yeah. I don't mean to belittle people's experience, but I do want to challenge it. Right. I do too. And let's, and, and I think that the data, at least the information I read, really does suggest that a lot of it is in people's minds. Um, There was this one study of top management um, 
of the Standard and Poor's 1500 companies over 20 years old, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they found that like um, when one woman reached senior management, it was 51% less likely that a second woman would make it to senior management. But I want to just put a little little note in there. The assumption is, is that once a woman gets to the top, yeah, she's not bringing up other women. Right. Right. Yeah. This study showed something exactly opposite. Yeah, they showed that the person blocking the second woman's path wasn't usually the queen bee. It was a male chief executive. Mm -hmm. And in fact, when a woman was made chief executive, the opposite was true. That is true in business, in government, on boards, in politics. It's very interesting. So once women do get in and get in those powers, those positions, they actually do bring in more women. Yes, Exactly. So this is all to say that our perception is clouding how we see and how how we see situations and what our assumptions are about something. Yes. If we only see one woman, the assumption is, oh, she wasn't she wasn't bringing up other women. Well, no, maybe it's because she was blocked by a man. That's right. And our assumptions about women's behaviors we're way more judgy mm-hmm. and our assumptions about whether the data shows yes. we're way more judgy. Yeah. We're way more judgy. And, and that's not to say that there aren't some, like you said, you may have a shitty boss. Who's a woman. There may, there may be somebody who's backstabby in your I office. I do think this concept of queen bees and women who engage in rivalry, which is negative competition or meanness absolutely exists because we are human. Yeah. So let's just be candid. Yeah. We are human. Not perfect. Men do it. Women do it. Of course we do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just not that we are necessarily meaner. Right? right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think there's good reason for some of this female rivalry. Okay. So let's talk about those behaviors that I identified above in the very beginning. Right? As the dysfunctional competition, yeah, the meanness, yes, the um, c- trying to take away, as you know what I mean, that mm-hmm. kind of yuckiness. So, why there that does happen in the workplace? There's no question. Yeah, women do engage in that yeah. behavior in the workplace. Why might that be? Right, this was the part that made so much sense to me. Mm-hmm. That study by Robin Eli. Mm-hmm. This is a study about lawyers, mm-hmm. so it hit really close to home for me. Mm-hmm. And what she found out was that in law firms, well, where there were very few women in leadership, they were overwhelmingly male, right? That the competition between women was significant. Mm -hmm. So women felt that kind of negative, disturbing, very personal competition in environments where there were very few women in leadership positions. Yeah. As you get into looking at the law firms that have more women in leadership positions, there's less of that kind of rivalry, that negative competition, that negative personal interactions. Yeah. Which she concludes is the reason for the behavior, meaning if you are in a dysfunctional system, one where you are not represented, where yep. your identity is not part of the system, yep. right? Your behavior then is negative. Yes. Which makes total sense to me. Which makes total sense. Um, yeah. 
So it, some of this queen bee, this negative queen bee behavior is a product of the patriarchy. It is the product of our behaviors in a dysfunctional system. Another research um or research went on to say that in male dominated settings, token women are more likely to worry about their standing. This is what you were just saying. Yep. So they're reluctant to advocate for other women, right? It's, it's a scarcity situation. Mm-hmm. Cause it is scarce. It is scarce. It is scarcity. There's, there's nobody except there's, there's very few women in power. So they protect their turf when they are there because there is no turf. Right. Exactly. It's a limited, there's a limited, there's mm-hmm. one seat and I'm in it and I want to keep it. But what is also worth noting is that this behavior is not inherently female. It's what you just said a minute ago. Yes. It is when anybody, anybody who is in a non-dominant group naturally responds. And so if you're not in a, if you're not in the in, the in group, if you're othered in any way, mm-hmm. you do have to protect yourself. And there's a perception that there is only room for one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, so so I feel like we're saying the same thing, but I think that this is the one acknowledgement that if you are experiencing these negative behaviors, it could quite possibly be because the women are, again, it's a, in a it's dysfunctional not, environment, in a dysfunctional environment where your, where your identity is not fully recognized. So you're always kind of in conflict. Yeah. And of course, one of the great things I loved about this Sandberg grant article in the New York times, they're both so, you know, they're super positive people, sure, right? Yeah. Anytime they write something like, okay, this is going to be hard, but then it's going to be good. Right. Yeah. So they posit that as more women advance in the workplace, they say queen bees will go the way of the fax machine. Yes. Right. And they pointed to a very recent survey looking at high potential leaders, up and coming people in mentoring and showed that women were actually mentored more by other women than by men. Yep. Right. Yep. And 65% of these like high, like these folks that they, people in leadership who had all this potential to do more had this concept of paying it forward. Women mm-hmm. had a greater commitment to paying it forward than men who receive the same kind of leadership. So there is really good evidence. There really is good evidence yep. that we, as women, do support each other. Yeah. Right? Ex- yeah, exactly. And um, and there's good evidence to show that these queen bees do exist to yes. some degree. Yes. It's just not prevailing and i think this is back it's it's not a, in the it's numbers not a that, thing we do it's not a thing we do it's not in the numbers that we think about and back to that for up to the beginning this is what was so crazy to me is because you and i like you've always said we're all the frogs that were frogs in the pot of boiling water bitchy women sells movies oh yeah cat fighting uh you know whatever like mm-hmm. female rivalry is a narrative that is perpetuated to the degree to 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 such a degree that I didn't even question it. Mm-hmm. I and I changed my mind. Yes, I went into this going, it's a thing, and I don't really want to talk about it. Too, it's not. It's not a thing. It's not mm-hmm. a thing to the degree that we are fed. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the number one reason I got so excited about this show because because I want people. to to change their mind about this. Yes, that really, you know, so when I think about this issue and my own view of this, 
my lack of personal experience with this, I'm like, okay, I need to be really careful about recognizing my bias about Mm -hmm. this and recognizing what expectations I have for other women, Mm -hmm. right? And to recognize, yeah, they get to compete. Yeah, that's healthy. Yes, sometimes there is bad behavior. Is it the result of the system? Are they just an asshole? Maybe it's the latter. But to question that, you know, to question what is actually going on as opposed to making assumptions, Mm -hmm. right? Yes, and if if a man had talked to me like that, would I view it the same mm-hmm, way? Mm-hmm, if two men mm-hmm. were having that argument, would mm-hmm, I view it the same mm-hmm. way? Or said that thing, whatever it is. Yeah. The other thing that I, of course, I come back to with this one is we're just talking about the bias about women. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. There is age. Yep. There is race. Yep. There is life experiences. Mm-hmm. And so all of those parts of our identities that come into the workplace have those same like how did that get distorted yeah how did that get distorted by our current by our current patriarchal system yeah you know i once heard i had a, a very dear friend in college a black woman who was once said to me oh kirsten we're like crabs in a barrel always pulling each other down hmm. and i have had that statement in my brain since she said that to me huh. and I'm reading this and as I was, you know, reading through this research and thinking about this issue, that echoed in my mind so many times and I was like, "Huh. I don't know if that's, you know, is is that true? Yeah. I don't think that's true." Yeah. Anyway, I just saw that not only just in my own experience as a woman and my own kind of willingness to live in the soup and be marinated by the story. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of made my brain change a little bit in a lot of ways. Yeah. And and if we are all crabs in a bucket pulling each other down, it might be because exactly the system. Because there's only one, yeah. Because there's only I'm trying to think of like on that metaphor. There's only a, there's a small hole in the lid, and only one of us can get out. And only one of us can get out, right? And um, you know, and I and and, and I I feel so relieved by that in some way. I just feel so relieved that this it is It almost not- feels like you can better evaluate the information in front of you to get to the truth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And Which, then be willing to change your mind. Exactly. Which is all about ease, meaning, and joy. Mm-hmm. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. Hells yeah. So sisters, you are not catty, bitchy, blah, 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 no, blah, blah, blah. you're powerful and- And amazing and, and amazing cooperative and, ex- and communal. And yes, yeah, sometimes we're not our best selves. And direct and powerful and strong and- competitive Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean catty bitchy queen bee Mm -hmm. yeah let's get get rid of that yeah more power to Mm you sister yeah thanks for listening bye folks Krina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Krina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website or email us at you get to work at gmail.com. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. <laughs>